Hey, before we get started, I want to uh, just take a minute to honor what's going on in here right now with, with healing and what's taking place, what you're, what you're experiencing right now in healing. I just want to take a moment to acknowledge that that is happening and that's continuing to happen. So everybody right now, I want to uh, reach your hands out to John. And I just want you to start praying. Just start praying, everybody, out loud, right now. Lord, we thank you so much that you are healing him. We thank you that, that right now there is a way for us to step in as kings and exercise our authority, our kingdom authority, to release healing. In Jesus' name. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Lucas, you want to uh, bring that up here now? We're going to be doing things a little bit different today. So instead of like just full on teaching mode, whatever, we're going to be doing a little bit of a presentation style thing of what's going on uh, as we continue uh, talking about submission. Here, you grab the other side. I'll grab this side. There you go. Thank you. Perfect. All right, there's good. Thank you. Appreciate it. So we've been talking about submission the last couple of weeks, and we're going to wrap that up today. And uh, last week, Angie discussed submitting to one another and how that looks uh, like a sharpening and not some uh, controlling and uh, manipulative relationship, right? Uh, so when we're submitting one to another, we get to hold each other accountable to who God says that we are. Uh, we get to share in what each person is bringing to the table, right? Right? Everybody remember that? All right. All right. If the, if, uh, you know, that table, if, if that's kind of difficult language, uh, then it's the gifts, skills, abilities, uh, you know, your, your voice, the, the message you carry, uh, all the wonderful things that God has given you, uh, that make you fully you. That's, that's what you're bringing. Right. And those are the things that, uh, you bring into our collective oneness. Right. And then you actually get to use them. So when you submit those things uh, to one another in oneness, uh, which means you just submit to being seen as nothing less than who God is saying that you are, nothing less than what you're bringing, right? Uh, the rest of us get to hold you accountable to that, and we all get sharpened, right? We all get to stand next to each other and get better. And I really do love this topic because uh, in reality, it's an invitation to move to the next level of glory. All right, and this should make you excited too. Yeah? Nobody? Nobody else but me. Just me. Okay. I'll be excited enough for everybody up here, right? Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, you get to be in oneness with people that, that have uh, your growth on their hearts, and that's what we all carry right here. You get to be in oneness with people that have determined to see you as no less than a new creation, right, wrapped up in Christ. All right. So... I just wanted to take a moment to remind us all of that and uh, because submission is an important topic, okay? Uh, it's an important topic that is misunderstood because it's been hijacked and turned into something that holds uh, negative emotions based on the world's definition. Uh, so today I get to the pleasure of closing out 
uh, the submission series that we were in. I had to throw that in there, series, right? So if you didn't see the social media post yesterday, it was titled Submission, Sacrifice, Burden, and Accountability, right? And so what we're talking about is submitting to leadership in the church. That, that's what we're discussing today. Uh, and I just want to make it known right up front, uh, using the term church a lot throughout this whole thing. And I'm not talking about the church at large, just the local community and the local body here, All right? So, yeah, that's what we're, we're going to be talking about today, submitting to leadership in the church, right? Everybody takes a collective gasp. <gasps> He's going to tell us to submit to leadership here? What? Be a follower? How dare he tell me what to do? Yes, yes. This is one of those definitions where uh, people get kind of weird and use submission as a form of control. That's not what we're talking about today, okay? Um, what I want you to understand and take away today uh, is that when you accept a position of leadership, especially within a church organization, there's a responsibility that is also picked up uh, that most people will never see. Okay, so accepting a position of leadership requires that, uh, that you make sacrifices. And, and those are for the good of the people you're leading. Okay, you'll, ha you'll sacrifice time, uh, time with your family, personal time, uh, time to recharge, and, uh, and even time to prepare fully for uh, certain aspects of the job. And, and privacy is often one of those things that's also sacrificed uh, because people do start watching you a lot more closely. So, and in a small organization, uh, you're often doing this for little or even no money, all right? So uh, this isn't the point, though, but it's, it's something that uh, most people don't see as a sacrifice, but, you know, compensation uh, for your efforts is something that I'm sure we can all uh, agree is needed. So the primary leadership of churches everywhere, uh, they often work outside of the typical eight-hour work week. Uh, so again, there's that time sacrifice. And in addition to that, uh, accepting the mantle of leadership, there's a burden that is picked up. Uh, the higher your level of leadership, uh, the weightier that burden is. And that's because uh, our idea of leadership that has been passed down to us is more of a hierarchy uh, that has the leaders at the top and then uh, the layers of people below that. And that's really a false representation of what it looks like to be a leader, right? And if that is how you view it, uh, then you need to stand on your head, all right? The fact is the more senior your position, uh, and I don't care what type of organization we're talking about, business, church, whatever it is, the more senior your position, uh, the lower you are uh, on that picture. That's the reality of it. So you can think of it, if you look, I got that pyramid up over here, each layer being built on the next, okay? Uh, so your most senior leaders, they're at the bottom, right? They're shouldering the weight of the organization. They're carrying the burden that comes with that position. You don't see the weight of that burden on their faces because when you have senior leaders like that, there is a grace given to them by God to carry the weight of that organization, right? To carry that burden. And you've heard Angie talk about the burden that comes with leadership and how there are uh, they're just a lot of people that want uh, recognition without being willing to shoulder the burden. I believe that's because they have the upside down view of what leadership actually looks like, right? Like the leader sitting atop the pyramid, right? On the backs of the people below, which in reality, it is not that way. 
Okay. So part of the burden that most people don't see, uh, although they may know it happens, is the decisions that must be made uh, to maintain direction, right? To move forward in the vision and to ensure that the mission is being upheld and accomplished. Those deci decisions, uh, I, I can assure you, are not made lightly. And, and here in Unedited Life uh, are made with people in mind first. Uh, the decisions have to be made uh, with the organization in mind at times, uh, but the decisions that affect all of you uh, and even those that uh, watch online are made with people in mind first, okay? Uh, this burden is, is greater because uh, unlike business, where you can view things from a, a product or services uh, way where you're looking at customers, uh, in the church, the business is people, right? So it's people first. So understand that we're not viewing you or interacting with you in some transactional way. Okay, that's not what it's about. It's about uh, uh, the people business where we are commissioned to steward a kingdom culture. It's, it's in our mission right there, to steward a kingdom culture, uh, enhance lives, reveal identity, and equip all to disciple the nations with the affirming love of God. Right, that's part of the burden that, as senior leaders, we're carrying here. Right, so that has everything to do with people, and we take it quite seriously, and we do understand the burden that we gladly carry in that mission. We do gladly carry it. And then the last part in that title, we were uh, mentioned accountability. And uh, what we're talking about with this is not uh, accountability, your accountability to us or our accountability to you or uh, the board. Uh, rather, it's the uh, accounting of uh, us as leaders uh, by God as, as we carry out uh, the mission here and steer the organization towards the vision. And while we do remain transparent, and that's part of what we're doing here today is, is wanting to be transparent with where we're going and how we're doing things, uh, it, it's about being open with the decisions uh, that we make. And in those decisions, we're not seeking uh, validation or endorsement. That's just, it's just what we do as part of the transparency here to let you know what's going on. So the, in those decisions, there, there is some trust that's being exercised, right? Everybody can agree on that? Uh, you come here because you trust that we're making decisions that are in the best interest, interest of the whole, right? In accordance with where uh, and how God is leading us. And that means you assume positive intent about us. You assume that we have your best interest in mind. And in turn, we, we trust you to submit to that leading uh, when you're seeking to serve people and wanting to be equipped as part of the community of believers here. And that means when you're serving here, you are communicating uh, the messaging uh, set out by the senior leaders, staying within the bounds of the mission and uh, the guidelines set out. Uh, for instance, uh, one of the guidelines we have is we don't do ministry one-on-one. -on -one. We always take a second person. And that's just one of those things uh, that we are asking you to submit to and ultimately supporting the senior leadership of the mission. So I want to read Hebrews uh, 13, verse 17. It says, obey your spiritual leaders and recognize their authority. And so no one's asking you to uh, bow down in some silly reverential way. That's not what this is about. That says to obey your spiritual leaders and recognize their authority. And that's submitting, uh, just like I laid out a moment ago. Uh, you recognize the authority and support them. 
Obey your spiritual leaders and recognize their authority, for they keep watch over your soul without resting, since they will have to give an account to God for their work. Uh, this is the burden and the accountability piece that I was talking about. And the message uh, says it this way. They are alert to the condition of your lives and work under the strict supervision of God. Other translations say, for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. And one other translation says their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. So part of the burden that's carried is to keep watch over your soul without resting, meaning to uh, keep watch throughout the night. Right? This is something that is continually on our minds. Right? Something that we continually carry the weight of here. And make no mistake, though, uh, this is not something that we complain about. Okay, uh, The word burden, again, it, it has a, a hijacked and underlying meaning of something that is placed on us without consent. Okay, we are absolutely consenting to this honor, uh, meaning we continually are giving God our yes. We don't look at burden in light of, of fallen humanity. Rather, uh, we view it through the lens of a reconciled cosmos where we get to keep watch over your souls and those who will give an account. And the account we're giving uh, is of the Father's goodness that we released over you and equipped you in. Right? It's, not, it's not something negative that's going to happen someday, but we're going to have to stand there and give an account. And uh, anything we do that's negative is going to be flashing up there, and we're going to have to account for that. If that's the case, then parts of the Bible are, are not true. And we know that he's not keeping record of wrongs. And that's why I said we're giving an account of the Father's goodness that we released over you. All right, continuing on here. Uh, so it will benefit you when you make their work a pleasure and not a heavy burden. All right, the message uh, it says, contribute to the joy of their leadership, not its drudgery. Why would you want to make things harder for them? New American Standard says, let them do this with joy and not with grief, for this would be unprofitable for you. New Living Translation Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. They would certainly not be for it. Excuse me. That would certainly not be for your benefit. Uh, English standard, standard version says, let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. So why would it be unprofitable for you or not to your benefit or advantage? It's because if the senior leaders are having to advance the mission and to work to fulfill the vision through uh, sorrow and struggle uh, of the people actively working against you, do you think they'll be, do you think you'll be getting their best? Nope. It's likely not. And to be honest, it's hard to fully show up where people are actively working to cause you grief or create division or seeking authority without responsibility or carrying that burden. Right. And, and so that's why it wouldn't be to your advantage, okay? Uh, and if you're unable to see yourself here uh, and see yourself in fullness here, um, that's okay. We'll, we'll help you find a place and we'll celebrate with you as you launch into that, that next phase because that is one of the boundary lines we have here as we celebrate everything. 
right? Woo! And if that's how you see things, uh, that you can't live in fullness and exercise your freedom here, um, I challenge you that it may just be you're not willing to submit to the authority of the leaders here. I can extend that challenge without reservation, right? I, I can because I know that we are a community that is actively seeking to see each person in the next level of glory, right? We're a people that wants to see you engage that uh, through kingdom advancing activities. And, and that's behind leaders here that want to see you in that. And they want to help you uh, make a way for it to become your manifested reality. That's how I can throw out that, that challenge without any reservation. Right, your calling in life from, from Father God is huge. I know it is. I can guarantee it. Uh, you have an enormous calling on your life. So however uh, uh, you are unlikely to see that picture full, <clears throat> excuse me, you're unlikely to see the full uh, picture of that. And like you've heard Angie say before, um, seeing the full picture of calling uh, if you, if you think you're seeing the full picture, you're, you're not dreaming big enough, right? You might see the full weight or full definition of an assignment that you have right now, but the calling is something that's really huge. So that, I know you all have huge callings on your life. And what we'll see and discover is that, um, that God is giving you assignments, and, and some of those will last longer than others in your life. I know for me... Um, I had a long assignment in the army for 20 years. There were smaller ones in that. And looking back on that, I'm, I'm starting to see how those assignments are setting up the calling. And you may be given short assignments uh, that help advance and usher, even usher in new assignments. I mean, if we're, we're taking Lisa, for example, she was given the assignment, the assignment to exercise faith, right? To go in, uh, not to defer hope until some later point in time, but right now, exercise faith, faith while in the midst of her grieving, right? To go and breathe resurrection life over her mother. And she gave her resounding yes, right? She was, she was so fully invested in this assignment that she took everything needed so her mom could get dressed when she uh, was resurrected. And I absolutely love that, Right? And this was at the same time she wasn't hinging her happiness or her faith on the outcome of that because we know it didn't happen. Uh, had the celebration of her life yesterday. Uh, but Lisa resolved to step in as a king, right? And just, just so you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote Dub Alexander here. If I have to be the bride, ladies, you can be sons and kings for the sake of this conversation here. Okay? All right. All right, she, she stepped in and exercised her royal authority to breathe life without being worried or concerned uh, with what the actual outcome would be. Uh, because we don't know uh, outside of our natural eyes what uh, the outcome was from the fulfillment of that assignment. And she did fulfill that assignment because she went down there and, and she was bold and courageous and she did the thing. Uh, I do believe that something uh, did happen in the unseen realm, uh, just an outcome that we couldn't see. And from listening to her talk Wednesday morning 
uh, during unedited chats. If you haven't watched that online, go back, check it out. It's a great conversation listening to her talk about this. Uh, she opened up uh, to a new assignment, and that is bringing fresh revelation to her, her new boldness, courage, right? And more importantly, she's sticking the landing in that next level of glory. That was our thing last week, sticking the landing. You should go back and listen to that if you haven't too. Friday with Angie. And that was another good one. All right, she should be an example to the rest of us right now. We should be looking to her as an example of what it looks like to not dabble in a lower level of glory and the new level of glory that she's uh, moving into. All right, she's an example of going full out into that next level of glory. So leadership, uh, throughout this, I've referenced leadership and senior leaders, and, and it's been intentional because there are some different levels of leadership within an organization, uh, meaning there are different levels of responsibility, burden, sacrifice, right, and accountability depending on uh, where you're leading positionally. So this really boils down to the impact of decisions, okay, the impact and not importance, uh, because uh, decisions that the leaders make uh, regardless of the level at which you, you're serving, uh, they're important. So you have to hear that. Leaders' decisions are important to their team and the effectiveness of that team. So don't hear that I'm saying decisions aren't important. They are. However, the impact of the, those decisions will be different uh, for leaders not at that senior level. Uh, so the impact of senior leader, uh, senior level leaders, it reaches far wider and uh, so this is a good point to uh, lay out limits uh, or boundary lines. And, you know, we have boundary lines here at UL, and those are, are focused on what we value and how we see that those values uh, being uh, exercised through behavior and action. Uh, and so if you, you're thinking to yourself, nope, I didn't know that. I didn't know that unedited life had boundary lines like that. Like we talked about celebrate everything earlier, right? So if you didn't know that, if you're saying to yourself, hmm, you should probably go to the website and check it out. Check out the About page. There's a lot of good stuff on there. I mean, there really is. All right, so when I'm talking about boundary lines or limits, uh, I'm talking about uh, the area where you can exercise some autonomy as a leader, okay, to do things as you like. Again, though, within the boundaries of the organization and the mission and keeping in line with the vision uh, of where they're going. So when you're invited to lead in any organization uh, or wherever God's given you an assignment, uh, there are limits with, within which you can freely operate. Uh, you have some left and right limits, maybe a limit of advance that can keep you from going too far off a cliff, right? Uh, you have all the freedom to operate in that area. So right now, I'm operating within an area that has me limited in, right? If I go too far to the left or right, I'm going to fall off the stage or be off camera. If I walk out too far towards you, I'm going to fall down. It probably hurts something because my joints are, need some healing too. So that's, that's what I'm talking about. So in, in each position you're, you're carrying, you have some limits to operate freely within. It, it's, it's understanding those is what you have to do. So I go back to this often because uh, when you invite someone to do a job or to lead a team, they need to know what it is exactly that you're asking them to do. So if I don't know exactly where the boundaries of the stage are, it's not going to be a good thing. 
right? They need to know their left and right limits, and they need to know how far they can go and just generally outline that area. So what happens when you accept an invitation to lead and you don't know uh, what your left and right limits are or you don't know how far you can, you can go forward? So there's one of two things that's going to happen, right? Uh, first, the person who's leading in this uh, undefined area is just going to stay motionless. I mean, if you all close your eyes right now, everybody close your eyes, right? How well do you know the room? Could you get up and walk around the room and operate well? I see one person shaking their head yes, because they set up the room. But, but most of us are going to run into things, right? So that, that person who is given the undefined area, it, it's like being in a room that's pitch black, right? So they're just going to stay motionless. Nothing's going to happen, right? They, they just feel like, well, I'm going to avoid the pain of running into stuff because I don't know where, what the definition of, of my area is. I don't know how far I can go and what, what I should be doing here. Right? So everything stays stagnant. You know, the status quo of the, the way things are and the way they've always been, um, it just stays the same, right? So the results of creativity and innovation, they go unrealized. And often a team will regress under the lack of leadership. And, you know, I think it's important, too, uh, I haven't given you any kind of definition of leadership. And, and there's, there's a basic one that I use personally, and it's, it's influencing people by providing direction, purpose, and motivation. And that's done to improve an organization and accomplish a mission, right? So, and, and our mission is, is actually right on the wall up here. And, and this is a simple definition. It just shows what the leader uh, is doing and why they're doing it, right? They're providing the per direction, purpose, and motivation to improve the organization and accomplish a mission. That's the what and the why. It, it says nothing about status, entitlement, benefits, position, title. None of that matters. And what really matters is you, the people. Right? So, so the first consequence of, of an undefined area is uh, leaders will not move. They'll just stay still. And the second is on the complete other end of the spectrum there. All right, this leader is going to run headlong into everything, uh, taking liberty with the lack of definition. Right, often running into the area of influence, it's just outside of, of their, their actual boundaries, that area where they influence other teams, and actually trying to take over leading there too. Or they'll take their team and run them right off the cliff. Uh, and, and into burnout. And so lacking definition, it's either going to create a leader that doesn't move or one that's, you know, that bull in a china shop, right? And both result in messes. And in church, that means people messes. Uh, people get hurt, and more often than not, they leave without even attempting to resolve the mess, right? So in all transparency, that's something we haven't done well here as senior leaders. But we are taking the steps uh, necessary to correct that moving forward. All right, so how does this relate to submission? It relates because you need to know uh, that in asking you to submit to the leaders here, we are thoughtful in seeking to see the impact, right, of our decisions in as many facets as we actually can. All right, and fortunately for us, we have Holy Spirit to help guide us in that. 
Uh, we do not take submission for granted, uh, nor do we take uh, your decision to submit lightly. It, it's, it's something that we are, are very aware of. And so this is why the context of the conversation uh, surrounding submission to leaders uh, is the reason why we're laying all of this out. Right? We want you to know all of this. And as the senior leaders in the organization, we want you to know how we view the mission and how we'll be inviting people into equipping and into greater levels of influence here. And so within that context, this is how we're doing it uh, here at Unedited Life. And this is uh, the picture of these concentric circles here. Right? And a good way to understand this is, is influence. Okay, The closer you move to the center, uh, the greater the influence. Uh, you're being invited into. So I say invited because it is just that. You receive an invitation into the next, each one. Uh, so at the center, you have the core, and these are the senior leaders, the ones that are making the decisions uh, that affect mission accomplishment okay, and vision fulfillment. They're the ones uh, guiding uh, the direction and making the decisions uh, that have the greatest impact. And within that, the, the senior leaders may ask for input on something uh, from those in the outer rings, but uh, that doesn't guarantee the use of the input. Uh, asking for input is, again, part of that uh, attempt to see everything from different angles, from all facets. Okay. So in the next ring out uh, from the core is the devoted. Right? These are the people uh, that the core can go to for direct support and to lean on at any time of the day or night. Right? And in light of our, our vision here, to equip and launch people, uh, these are the ones that have a clear assignment here in the area and here within UL. Because we're not seeking to fill our pond here. We want to see people come in, equipped, figure out what their purpose and destiny are, destiny are and then launch into that. And if that's not here, then we're going to do everything we can to equip people and send them out to fulfill that destiny. That's really what we are all about here. Okay, so surrounding the uh, devoted ring are the people that are committed. And these people, they have a primary goal of seeing the core successful in their mission. And they are there to serve. Right? And with us here at UL, these are the people that we are focused on equipping as well. These committed people, they're, they're careful in their decisions, knowing that they're primarily focused on seeing the core successful in their mission. And they're looking to serve those in the organization and those that are, are in the outer rings. And the next one is uh, the people that are plugged in. Uh, these people are still, uh, they're still coming for themselves. They haven't made the decision to serve yet. Uh, they, but they're focused on, on what they're receiving, right? Uh, they have yet to make the decision to be committed and focus on the success of the core and serving others. Uh, these people, however, uh, are showing greater interest in what's going on and starting to attend uh, more than just on Sunday mornings. Uh, in that, they're, they're starting to ask questions about what we believe and want to understand us better and becoming more and more curious about what's going on here. And then the outermost ring is the welcome ring. Uh, these are the people that are coming in, getting to know us, uh, maybe for the first time, first few times. And whether that's online or in person, these folks are simply wanting to check us out. And what we need to recognize about this ring, about that outer ring, that welcome ring, it's, it's the scariest. 
uh, it's also the most intimidating because people are taking a chance, right? They're taking a chance to step in a new place, possibly where they don't know anyone and being vulnerable enough to check out something new, right? And that's difficult. That's, that's a hard thing to do. Uh, regardless of how you feel, though, about our service being somewhat traditionally structured uh, based on modern Western church, what we carry is a, a different uh, experience than what is typical, right? And because we're about equipping and sending, uh, not about filling our pond, like I said a minute ago, it's going to look a little different. So we just want people to understand that. So it's also a space where everyone from the core out to the committed needs to be thinking about hospitality, right? If you think about Bible times, guests would come into a home and be offered a place to wash their feet. Right? And as disciples of Jesus, we would take that a step further to wash their feet. Right? So, so you'd be answering, how can I wash the feet of guests that come in here? Right? It's really all about hospitality. You don't just tell them where something is. You take them. Right? You, you offer to serve them. You introduce them to other people. Right? So as people, that, as, so as people uh, accept the invitation here from this outer blue area outside of the welcome uh, and we welcome them in uh, they'll either become regular attenders uh, that are content to stay there and receive uh, or they'll start to see that there is more and then want to move into that plugged in area start coming to more events and as with other areas uh, there's likely a personal invitation there uh, you know we invite everybody uh, in the announcements to presence night on wednesday nights uh, but a personal invitation extended to someone uh, that you're getting to know each week as they're coming here and getting more and more plugged in has a more personal meaning. And from there, people will either stay plugged into what's happening and attend everything they can and be content, uh, or they'll want to commit to more. All right? And that's just meaning they'll commit to serving others and uh, supporting the core and accomplishing the mission. And this is an invitation uh, to move closer. Uh, and the reason why we are setting things up like this is we're not just going to have people that come in and jump straight from here in the outer blue down in here into this devoted area. Because these are levels of influence. There is more influence as you move closer to the core. More influence uh, on, with your de uh, decisions, with your input, and particularly of those in the committed. The decisions you make in there carry influence around here. So there is an invitation to move closer. So part of what we've done as senior leaders is to uh, make sure that we're fully stewarding our mission well, right? By creating a way to equip and launch people into their destiny uh, and making sure we're pulling uh, people from orphanhood into sonship. Then moving them into royalty as kings and exercising their authority. And finally, moving into being fathers and mothers. Because it takes fathers and mothers to pull orphans into sonship. All right? To show sons how to be kings and to pull kings into being fathers and mothers. And to do that, we've laid the, a foundation of what that equipping will look like and what the progression of that equipping will look like. And that into, you know, a launching people into their next assignment. And, and moreover, into destiny and calling. Uh, we will not... Uh, be of mere talk here, uh, but of power. 
that is is what we want when it comes to equipping that's the dna that we carry is to equip people and launch them out and we're putting the full weight of what we carry behind that very thing uh, moving powerfully to launch kingdom equipped people into their destiny and so when we read uh hebrews 13 17 and we're asking you to submit to the senior leaders here at ul we want you to know that we've been thoughtful in laying out influence and what that looks like right we're not asking you to submit to another or different form of control but the leadership that uh, knows its mission and knows where it is going right know that we do listen to input but, but ultimately we have to make a decision that won't include every idea idea generated uh, we're asking you to submit to leaders that are sacrificing that are willing, willingly carrying the burden of leadership and are watching over you and fully prepared to give an account to God. Asking you to submit to our leadership, it's hard. It's a hard thing to make that ask of people. Right? It's difficult to, to do because we know how submission has been twisted to mean something outside of bringing your full self, you know, outside of sharpening each other in oneness and holding each other accountable to what God says that you are, or to who God says that you are. But we are asking, uh, right here and right now, uh, that you'll make a commitment to submit to our leadership and recognize the authority. Right, And going back to the definition of leadership we've shown today, and, and what I've talked about, um, what we're doing and why we are doing it. Okay. We're pro providing you with uh, direction about how we are moving forward, uh, giving you the purpose to serve and uncover uh, your assignment and calling and the motivation of being equipped uh, to fulfill your assignments and being ready to be launched. Why we do this is to fulfill the mission of stewarding a kingdom culture that enhances lives, revealing identity, and equipping people to disciple the nations with the affirming love of God. That's what we're doing. That's why we're laying this out, right? Submission to leadership is a topic that is not often talked about in the church, but expected. And we're not going to shy away from hard topics, hard conversations. We're going to have them. We're going to lay it out there. We're going to be transparent. But in doing that, we wanted to show you the thoughtfulness that we're thinking through each of these decisions and the thoughtfulness behind the ask. So again, this is a little bit different today, more presen presentation style and just kind of talking through real quick what it is we're asking when we say submit to leadership and what that means to us here.